Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I on ESPN 1320. All right, baby, let's go. Come on in, hang out, get comfortable. We're with you for the next four hours. It's Stilo and KC here on the Wednesday, December 14th edition of the program. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Carraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. And we've got James Ham joining us in the final hour of the show. We got tickets to see the Sacramento Kings take on the Washington basketball team coming up on December 23rd. We'll have those for you uh, in the final hour of the show as well. Uh, plenty to talk about today. Lots of Kings stuff to talk about. Obviously, we'll dive into the game uh, last night uh, and then we'll dive into the game tonight. That's kind of one of the pluses of a back to back is when you get your ass kicked like you did last night. You don't really have much time to wallow in your pity. Get right back at it. You got to get right yeah, back that at it. Baseball schedule. Yeah, That's what happens you, in baseball. You, you got you got to get right back at it. Uh, and so we'll dive into that. Really anxious to hear your thoughts on what the San Francisco Giants yesterday did. My yesterday. San Francisco I see, Giants. I see you geared out. It wasn't that long ago that you cut, I believe, a ten and a half minute uninterrupted promo. On this show, uh, following the uh, debacle that was not the signing of Aaron Judge, so um, well, let me tell you something, dude. Hey, you, you was cutting a promo uh, now on to Farhan, be, to, on on the Giants, on on ownership. Hey, on, to be fair to me, what was I decked out? What was I decked out in that day? Giants gear on. Like I didn't I told, say you like, abandoned. Like Shit. I told, like I told them that day, I don't know if they're giants. I'm giants. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. I, I, I was, actually said they're not giants, so I gotta uh, maybe run that back a little bit. I but was, I'll just say I don't know if they're giants. I'm giants though. I was uh, scanning Twitter yesterday and saw a favorable, very, very favorable. Uh, reaction to to the to that news yesterday, and I, I I saw you sprinkled some thoughts out there. So anxious to dive into that, but we'll get into the game last night first. Uh, and of course, as everyone is aware, the Kings lost one twenty three to one hundred three. The the we've said this a million times. You don't tune into this show to hear what happened last night. Hmm. 
The game was at 4 o'clock last night. Everybody knows what happened <laughs> at this point. You know the final score. You know the numbers. The, the, bigger, the bigger question is, one, how did we get to a, another, you know, a 20-point loss? And why are these – why does it feel like these poor performances uh, are starting to stack on each other? And much like over the weekend, Sunday, you know, the Kings were essentially done in by a quarter. Yeah. They were done in by the first quarter on Sunday against the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that game was just on the verge of getting away from them for like the entire first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then it finally did uh, in the second. Yeah, that, that second quarter, um, I have it here in my notes. It was 40 to 35. And ironically, um, I got home when it was 40 to 35. I was like, okay, you know, they're there. So and it's your fault. Well, it could be my fault. Mm-hmm. Could be Elijah's fault. He was there again. Wow. And I don't in know. Shocking, Things are 0-2 whenever Elijah's in the building. In a shocking turn of events, it could be Miss P's fault. Miss P was courtside. I would never blame Miss P for this, though. I would never blame Miss P. Though she was sitting courtside in Philadelphia. It was courtside. Courtside P. Courtside P. Courtside P. Yeah. Court P in the building. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. She was basically sitting next to Joel B, talking to him about all the free throws he's taking. Just saying, courtside P ain't no joke. Maybe we need to keep Kings fans off of the road uh, <laughs> on the East Coast. Maybe that's the problem. Shout out to my guy Mike Will. He was in Atlanta. Jay Hardaway was in Atlanta, too. Stay out of there. We lost in Atlanta. We, because I was on the floor. The Kings lost in Atlanta. When nobody we know in in, uh, Staples Center when they played the Clippers. I don't know anybody who was at the Cleveland game. Mm, Starting to add up. up. Starting to add up. It's all starting to come together. But, yeah, 40-35 was the marker. So, I I saw that, and I was like, okay. Kings just decided they were good at 35. Jeez. Then it was a 14-0 run where James Harden goes crazy. And ended up finishing out at a seventeen to two run um, that made it fifty six thirty seven and a forty one to twenty three quarter. And that was game, man. That was it. That was all she wrote. So I mean, I, I look, I look at that game, and um, you know, I went back and watched it uh, later in the night um, when it was actually the middle of the night. Good for you, because I tried it. to watch it back this morning, and I, I, I think it was about. 50 something to 30 I think it was 37 I was like this is stupid what am I doing this game looks exactly the same as it did last night yeah well, it didn't change well I mean I was up at 147 I saw that yes yeah, so I, I I saw that the baby looked adorable at 147 By the way, I was fully not expecting you to be here till around two o'clock when I saw that I saw that IG live this morning or the, the the story this morning I was like oh boy so yeah I got, I got the first two hours of my <laughs> so I watched the watched again and you know the first quarter, first quarter and a half, I liked the way the Kings played. I thought they were getting after him. I mean, Joel Embiid I, was crazy in the first quarter. He Whose game was it? It was Joel Embiid's game. I disagree. It was the officiating crew's game there at the start yeah. of that first quarter. And that's why – see, that. I, and I'm glad to hear you say the way that they were playing because that's, I think, particularly this morning, I, it was obviously glaring watching the game I was like man I think I'm being taken out of it by the amount of this game was dreadfully slow Mm. to start because I think it was 14 free throw attempts for the Philadelphia 76ers in the first quarter I think Joel had nine and it was like oh we know Joe's capable of this but 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 damn I mean I I feel like that was key number one yesterday Mm. don't you know Sabonis can't get in foul trouble and we'll talk about this later I've been wanting to see Namiya Skeeter 
You saw him, kind of. That's not what I had in mind. You saw him ish. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I allegedly saw him, um, but yeah, not 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 the debut uh, I was hoping for. That was a very shock master like uh, <laughs> debut uh, for Namias Keda in the, in that game. Um, Nine free, throws but it was. I, I think that's. I think that's for Joel. For Joel. Wow. Yeah, that's that's where I just struggled. So you're saying that you like the way that the Kings were playing. I could not get a feel for how the Kings were playing. I thought they, a couple of times, I thought they were trying to push the tempo. They were trying to get um, up tempo. There was a couple of times when they gave up a score, got the ball up court quick, scored within the first, you know, it was almost some seven seconds or less type stuff. And um, I, I liked that. I liked they were trying to do that. But like you said, the free throws kind of took them out of the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And then there was the other part where they weren't really hitting threes. And that's the story that I kind of, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I feel like that's that a lot of the times that tells me a lot about a Kings game, what they're doing from beyond the arc. I know we want them to be more than that. We want them to, you know, be, you know, a better defensive team or, you know, somebody, hey, get the ball inside or get to the cup. They can do those things. It all starts with the three point shot, in my opinion for the Sacramento Kings. And I think at one point in the second quarter, they were at 3 of 20 or something like that in the, in the first half. So they were getting them up. They just couldn't make it to save their lives. And if they can't hit the three ball, I don't think they can win most nights. And is that the so, – so if you're an opposing coach, is that top of the bulletin board game plan? Right now Force them to shoot threes. Well, because no, if they're for, not making them – Force them – we're winning by 40. I'd, I'd if they're making them, we're in a fight. But well, if, I don't even want to chance – if I'm coaching, I don't even want to chance that. I say run them off the three-point line. Run them off the three-point line. Try not try to limit their three-point looks because if we keep them from, you know, getting hot from three or anything like that. Like, you can make the argument the Sixers were a little fortunate the Kings weren't hitting threes. Although I give the Sixers a little credit. They contested. Will Z, where are you at? It felt like they contested a lot of those shots in the first half. They did a good job of contesting those threes. Yeah, that was that was the other, you know, problem that that Philadelphia hit like 47%. They shot way they above their average uh, yeah. in terms of uh the amount of threes that they hit, mm-hmm. shot and the percentage in with mm-hmm. uh in which they fell. Yeah. Uh we're going to get back to the three-point shot um as the show progresses. Obviously, we've got 4 hours uh to talk about last night to talk about tonight, and, and, and I'm not overly I, – I, I hate that it was a bad game. You know, you lose you, you, you lose 110 to, you know, 105 or something like that. Like, that's one thing. They – this was even more so than the New York game because the New York game I kept thinking, you know, you're down 11. The herder, a herder three falls, a monk three falls – and boy, you might have something right there because that's that's the Kings can score quickly. Mm-hmm. I never felt like that. Like that, the, I think the closest they got with with was fifteen. Mm-hmm. They got within fifteen a couple of times, and one time they got within fifteen, they didn't have the ball. Philadelphia, I think, hit a three right away. In fact, I think there was a there was a three and then an and one. It was that challenged and one at the other end, and it it, it went from fifteen to twenty one. In seconds, yeah. and there was another one. They were down fifteen, had the ball, and that three didn't fall. So like that, that run never happened. But with New York, I was I was on the edge of my seat, thinking one more three falls, they're in this. Mm-hmm. 
I never was on the edge of my seat. It was the first game I think all year. I was like, I just want, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, because they were after the second quarter, after PJ Tucker's three, they were never in the game anymore. Like it was. Check P.J. Tucker's Twitter account. <laughs> Did P.J. Tucker score? Yes. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But you know what? Um, another reason for that, though, is um, I think the way Joel was playing, but the way James Harden was playing. James Harden threw it back last night. Balls. <laughs> he had a throwback game. Mm-hmm. He was hitting threes. He was getting to the foul line. He was creating for others. He had a he had a heck of a game. You know, and and – the combination, you're looking at this situ- at the game where it's like, all right, Joel's doing what he's doing, but, man, now we got to deal with James Harden, who's feeling good. Tobias Harris had a really good first half. See, that's, that's, the, that's probably the most offensive part. Like, you tell me that James Harden has a night. All right, Tobias is capable. Tobias doesn't do that very often. Not very often, but he's – he, mean, He's capable, yeah. no doubt. He's capable, but he doesn't do it very often. I mean, you got the guys like Cork Moss. I think I think Thibel hit a three and, and things. Like that. It was yeah, like, everybody not, was in on the act. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you played a really good Sixers team at their gym. They performed at a high level. They they got you, and they got you to the to the point where you you weren't going to be able to come back from that. So, <laughs> everyone who played meaningful time with the exception of Montrez and Joel, not only hit threes, but hit multiple threes. Niang was four of eight. He was hitting on, threes, man. man. I mean, they the Sixers, oh, I apologize. Shake only hit one. He didn't hit multiple threes. He hit one. The Sixers were playing. They were playing really good last mm-hmm. night. They were playing really good, and the Kings did not play well. Again, and that's that's the concerning part. Mm-hmm. Less not playing well against the championship contender, more you didn't play well uh, for the second game in a row. So we'll dive a little bit more into not only what we saw last night, but what we've seen over the course of the last couple of games and really what we've seen on this road trip. Uh, Will Z posted a uh, preview for tonight's Toronto Raptors game uh, examining the first four games of this road trip. The numbers are bad. Yeah. especially compared to the first 22 games of the season. Like, the numbers have fallen uh, way off. So we'll talk about that. We'll try to dive into to, to why. And I got a question. There was a loss earlier this year that I thought might help the Sacramento Kings in games where the three-point shot's not falling. Now I'm wondering uh, if that was the outlier. So we'll yeah. talk about that. We're just getting started. Phone lines are open for you. I think we're free and clear until James joins us at 3. So you want to get in on the phone lines, man, please do. 916-909-1320. We are just getting started here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on 98.5 FM HD uh, in your electric vehicle or on your HD radio. And, of course, live on ESPN 1320. You could watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 and youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. Uh, if you've never had the opportunity to catch the visual aspect of the show, it's fun, man. We try to make it a, a, a different experience. We uh, talk through the commercial breaks. We bring up uh, random discussions that sometimes spill over uh, over to the radio and uh, derail the show for an hour or two. Uh, <laughs> but it's usually birthed in a commercial. Uh, so you can check us out there uh, at your leisure at youtube.com slash ESPN1320. The Kings are back in action tonight to take on the Toronto Raptors. We'll talk uh, plenty about that. Uh, note Jesse through here uh, in the show. Kings are 7-11 and 11 against plus 500 teams mm. and 7-1 and one against sub-500 teams. Mm. There's a lot to read into that because we've talked in the past about, yo, go out there and beat the teams that you're better than. Right. Okay. So far, mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, uh, as excited as we've been about this King season, perhaps they're not championship contenders yet uh, as they've, you know, got it handed to, you know, they've gotten beat by Milwaukee. I thought they played pretty well against Milwaukee. They lost to Phoenix. Uh, they've lost to you know Philadelphia. They've lost to some to some good top tier teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was I thought the the, the seven and one against sub five hundred teams was interesting. It is, um, but like you said, I mean that's so what you you, yeah, you want that at yeah, least, you right? That. You want that. And seven and eleven is um, I don't know what I thought their number would be, but seven eleven against plus five hundred teams. It's not that bad to me, especially considering who we're talking especially, about. Especially, yeah, we're talking yeah. about the Sacramento Kings, and we're not like well, if the if it was the Milwaukee Bucks who were seven, then you know there'd be cause for concern. But we got a team that's trying to be up and coming right now. So, and and when you look at if, if Philadelphia's game last night, I think is a great example too. That's I think they're now, I think Philadelphia's fifteen and twelve now or something mm-hmm. something like that. They have a record and kind of somewhere in the vicinity uh, of the Sacramento Kings following last night's game. Yeah, fifteen and twelve. That's that's not a team that's going to finish three games above five hundred by the end of the year. No, no, that's going to be one of the. That's top a legit four championship contending team in in the Eastern Conference who think that when they're fully together, um, they were almost fully together last night. No Tyrese Maxey, but when they're together, they feel like they probably can win a championship. Yeah, and I stand corrected. They're they're a championship team until the regular season ends, and then once okay. the playoffs get here, there is that. <laughs> there is that. We'll be talking about the latest Philadelphia 76er disappointment, which is sad because I really, really like Joel Embiid. And I actually like Doc Rivers. Whew, it's getting tough. I wish you'd tell the whole story. Uh, it's getting tough, Doc. It's getting tough. I really wish you'd tell the whole story. I know. I know. Mike I know. Brown. Okay. Hey, Mike. Hey, you, right. you got a good team over there, Mike. Yeah, those are guys that work hard. <laughs> they, they work hard. It's the laugh. <laughs> it's the laugh that, 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 that gets me every time. 
two bad losses in a row. You concerned? Um, no, no, I'm not concerned at all. Um, games on the road uh, against uh, the Knicks aren't a um, championship contender, but I think that's a better team than maybe a lot of people think they are. Or they're a little streaky. They're a defensive team too. They're a defensive team, and they're a little streaky. Like they they have embarrassing losses. They have really impressive wins um, though over the course of the season. So. Uh, that that stuff, and then you got Philly. You know, Philly's got uh, two guys that can can carry a game. They got good role players. It's on the road again. It's a tough game, tough game to win. Now, the way they lost those games, that's something that you don't want to see. But at the same time, we're still just talking about two games. One of them without De'Aaron Fox, and we'll get into De- into De'Aaron Fox in a second. But we're still talking about two games. You know, if it was, um, if this ends up being something that we see over the course of two weeks, then that'll be a little concerning. But you know, it's two well, especially games. since you're coming home next week. Right, you got Detroit right. at the end of this week. You got Charlotte. Now Charlotte's going to look a little bit different based mm-hmm. on some news we got this morning regarding mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball. They're going to look a little bit different on Monday. The Lakers look very, very different mm-hmm. uh, than they did the first time this team saw them at the Staples Center. So there's. I don't remember. Oh, Washington, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's no telling what Washington will look like. Bradley Beal may or may not be here for that game. The belief is he will be, yeah. uh, but that's you know that's that's the Wizards' uh, hopeful thinking. He will be on their 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 road trip that I think begins. I actually think it begins today. Mm-hmm. So, so well, what, we got to figure out what. What game is that on the road trip? Is it the last game of the road trip? That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it yeah. the last one? Because yeah. that could Second be a doozy. Second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> what is it? Um, but, no, I'm I'm not concerned. Much like everybody else, I want to see them play better. Um, but I think, I think, and, and I, don't, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I don't want to look too far ahead. We got games tonight and the game on Friday. But yeah. um, what they do in that stretch between the end of December and a lot of January. that If they're still, you know, struggling with those games, because I really – I'm starting to get a, a feel for this team, and I think they are a really, really good home team. And I think they're that feeds off the energy of the, of the home crowd. And they, they are a team that's really good at home, and they're hit or miss on the road. Mm. I think they're tough enough to win road games. We've seen that. They're tough enough mentally and physically to win road games. But you never really know what you're going to get because, at least as of right now, they are a jump-shooting team. They're a three-point shooting team. And sometimes that works on the road. Sometimes it doesn't. What they do at home is they have a good mixture of getting stops, getting out in transition, finishing at the cup in transition, and hitting threes. And that's what makes them so difficult. They don't really seem to have that same energy on the road, at least on this road trip. Now, on this road trip, they've been going against better teams as well. So, you know. Sure, there that that plays a role as well. Uh, we'll get into because I'm I don't think either one of us are are overly concerned yet, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get into even more specific reasons why uh, as the show progresses. But you mentioned De'Aaron Fox. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did return uh, last night, played 30 minutes, and it it was tough. Uh, it, it it wasn't the um, triumphant return that that many Kings fans were hoping for when we got the news that he would be back. He finished uh, 5 of 15. He was 1 of 7 from 3. 
he took seven threes. I think that I think more than going one of seven is the fact that he took seven mm-hmm. uh, that really stood out to me. And I, I don't want to read too much into it, but I wonder if that tells the story uh, right there. Wound up finishing with uh, 13 points, one assist for De'Aaron Fox. That assist number has plummeted. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Night Chat this morning, and I don't know Deuce thinks that's, a, that's an overrated stat, the assist per game. I couldn't possibly disagree more. I think it tells a story of how the team plays and whether the shots are falling. And the fact that De'Aaron Fox had one is a problem for me. Mm. And, yeah, not the return we hoped for from, from De'Aaron Fox. No, no, not at all. I thought he looked uh, he looked good. You know, to start the game, I felt like he was looking, you know, swift and had a had a bounce in his step. I thought I thought he looked fine. I feel know? like he got knocked around a lot. It, it was physical. The few the, yeah. the 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 other times that he didn't, you know, shoot a three and right. tried to get to the basket. Like it was it was a couple of times when he went to the foul. Like he got he got he got hit. Like yeah. they he felt the seventy sixers. I, I I thought I thought he 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 looked good and. Much, I was a little different. I don't know if I really said this on on the show. He clearly was hurt. He clearly wasn't feeling well um, when he was out. But I didn't think, like when he stepped on the gas in those games previously, I didn't think he looked much different. Like you think about Indiana. When it was time to turn up, he turned up. You know, so that's kind of what I, I, I was going by. I understood he had something going on, but. I thought when he was ready to, you know, make a move and to do something to be aggressive, I thought he looked looked relatively normal. And I say all that to say, this stretch of games, this is the next step in him being an all star or a superstar. This is the pattern of De'Aaron Fox's career that we're trying to eliminate or we would want him to eliminate. He has hot and cold spells. He'll play really well for two or two and a half weeks, three weeks. And then he'll play like this for two weeks. And then he'll turn it back up for another two weeks. And then for a week, he's just kind of mid. And that that is something that has to, if he wants to be an all-star, if he wants to be looked at as a you know franchise player in the same breath of, and I say that because these are the all-stars, of a Steph Curry, of a Dame Lillard, of a John Morant, they're in, there's no lulls in their season. Like, there may be times when they're not as good as they are, so Dame will go for 30-plus in five of six games. And then he'll – like, his lull is, oh, man, he's he hasn't um, – he's been in the 20 to 25 range for the mm-hmm. last four games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his lull. Not 13, not yeah. 12, none of that. Like, that's, that's where he's got to eliminate those things. And his team needs him to eliminate those things. They can't – this is where I was getting at, you know, a couple of times when we talked about most support. They can't – Sabonis can have a good game and it's still not be enough. Sabonis can have a game statistically where it's like 11, 12, and 6, and they beat somebody by 20, 30, if De'Aaron Fox has his 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They that's the, that's the guy. That's the guy they need to produce that makes them different. And – that's been one of the things that's happened as of late. He, you know, hasn't played in a couple of those games, but even before that, uh, he, he just hasn't played well enough. He's he's got to pick it up. He's got to play better. Uh, Sabonis had twenty-two and ten last night, five assists as well. Statistically, a really solid game. Eight of ten. 
can't remember any of it. I know. He didn't, and it's not to any fault of his I remember own. the third foul and the fourth foul, yeah. though. <laughs> I remember those. It felt like, he, you know, he got those numbers in spite of the opportunities yeah. that he actually had out there. It didn't feel like he was out there very long. Yeah, I think he had hit his those yeah, first four shots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he was extremely efficient mm-hmm. uh, from the field. He just, you know, he, 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 he had to lose a certain level of aggressiveness on both ends yeah. uh, because of, the way that they chose to call the game yeah. uh, last night. Um, there are some other things that stand, stand out team-wide. Eh, concern? No, not yet. There are a couple of things that my concern is beginning to get elevated with. Kevin Herter. Uh, Kevin Herter's struggles, in, in, in addition to De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron, I want to see you know play out a little bit longer. Uh, given his circumstances, mm. uh, Kevin Herter's shot has really, really struggled, you know, over the last month. And he was such a dynamic reason as to why this team was succeeding early. He was a major reason this team won seven games in a row. He's a major reason this team is 14 and 12 and above 500. Mm. But that the the fear of that three point shot dropping you know, for, for for the opposing team, seems to have disappeared recently. Yeah, he's he's just not hidden. He's not hidden. And when you're a shooter like he is, I don't I don't know if it really is just a matter of keep shooting because it's it's going to drop. It this, is. this is who you are and what you are. Mm-hmm. But how long do you have to wait? <laughs> like, because what other aspect of Kevin Herter's game, you know, was truly damaging to an opposing team? Uh, I, I think he's a, I think he's a scorer just in general. More than a shooter? Not more than a shooter, but oh. he is a scorer. Like okay. so, if he's not hitting the three point shot, he has the ability to get to the cup or score in the mid range or hit low floaters or get a little stuff like that. So I think he has that ability, and from time to time you see that. But obviously, the the crux of who he is 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 the three point shooter. And to answer your question, yeah, you you keep shooting, you keep looting the fly. This is this is who you are. You know, you don't doubt that. You don't second guess that. I'm not saying you or anybody else is saying that he is, but you you get out of that the same way that you uh, you weren't in it before. It's just by having supreme confidence in your game and in your shot, and you keep working on it. Maybe it's extra shots. Maybe it's you know you know an extra shooting session uh, to just get some kinks out or whatever the case may be. But yeah, you you just keep you keep stroking it. You keep stroking, and you don't think twice about it. You have confidence in what you're doing. Uh, far more than Kevin Herter, because I'm with you. It's going to fall. Mm-hmm. You hope, as a Kings fan, that it falls sooner than later. Tonight would be a great night <laughs> yeah. for that shot to start falling. Canada would be a glorious place oh, Canada. Uh, for Kevin Herter to uh, find that groove again. I do have concern about a particular player, though, mm-hmm. far greater than Kevin Herter and De'Aaron Fox. 26 games into this, man, I don't know what Davion Mitchell is to this squad. Mm. Tell, me I'm, tell me that's out of bounds. Tell me, t- tell me I'm off in that thinking. Tell me why I'm wrong. I can't. Tell me what Davion Mitchell I, – I, and I don't know if Davion – and maybe Davion is doing stuff that – my simple basketball mind doesn't recognize mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe I'm just simply not giving him enough credit for. He was a guy I had really, really high hopes for mm-hmm. uh, this year. He was a guy who I expected to have. And I, I guess to a certain degree, he does have a definitive role. 
I probably thought it would be a little a little greater than it actually is. I'm kind of lost with Davion. Mm. I don't. I don't expect you to answer. I just. I. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm I'm, just but I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not going to leave you out there. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not sure, night in and night out, what he's able to bring. We talk about the on the defensive end, and he brings that all the time, all the time. But and it's tough to be, to be fair to Davion. That aspect of his game last night is going to be tough with Joel Harden, and even you know you throw Tobias into that. Those. <laughs> Those guys are too big for Davion. Yeah, you know, like I mean, that, he, that, that, those are those are mismatches across the board. One of the threes Harden hit. I mean, Davion couldn't play better defense, mm-hmm. and Harden just rose above and splat. Like that. That's one thing you just got to tip your hat and be like, this is one of the greatest scores of all time. If you're not able to take the ball from him on the ground, you're probably just hoping he misses, right? Or when he has the ball on the ground, I should right. say. And when he has it cooking like he did in the second quarter, you know what? What they say, hide the women and children. You know what I mean? Oh like. <laughs> the house is on fire at that point. So I think he brings it on the defensive end uh, every night. I don't think that's an issue. But, yeah, I, I need I need more from Davion Mitchell. And I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't see him being much more of a scorer off the bench than what he is currently. Um Playmaking, I don't know. Then this is what we we talk about a little bit with um, with the combination of Sabonis and Fox and Fox's assists going down and stuff like that. Fox isn't the primary playmaker for others. That's Sabonis. Mm-hmm. When Davion's in there, he's not the primary playmaker for that second unit. That's Malik a lot of the times. Or De'Aaron's back in there, and then he's the primary for that. So. You know, I don't know where those assist numbers and those playmaking for others numbers is going to go up. I don't know what his role is with that with the team right now, with what Mike Brown and the coaching staff have for him. I guess if I was the coach, I'd be like, hey, we need you to play great perimeter defense. And I think I would want him to push the ball a little bit more than what he's doing right now. I think it's a lot of half-court stuff. And I think right now when, – When you say push the ball, you mean push the tempo of the offense or – yeah, push the, tempo, to the, push the tempo of the offense. You got to get stops to do that. But there was a couple times last night when he did it after a made basket. And I think that's where you get the best of Davion right now, um, not necessarily when he's walking up the court and trying to be in the half court. Hmm. He's one who I think is important to the Kings' success. I, there isn't a player who plays regular minutes that isn't important, mm-hmm. whether it's Malik or 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 Davion, shoot, even Chemezi, TD, those guys are important uh, to this team's success. Uh, Davion is one though that I, I I feel like, and I'm sure Davion has one that I just can't like remember a game that really stands out. Has there been a Davion Mitchell game this year? Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, that was the Davion Mitchell game because yeah. I feel like everyone has had one. Yeah. Like Terry. Malik has, you know, half a dozen or so at this point. Terrence had Brooklyn. You know, everyone has kind of had their moment. Yeah. Uh, Davion needs to channel whatever went on in Charlotte and and and, and find that because yeah. uh, he's he's capable of more than we saw uh, from him last night. I agree, uh, a lot more than we they, saw. These guys, they're um, they're they're not playing the best basketball right now um, on this road trip, and. 
you know, to a certain degree, I don't want to necessarily stall them out or anything like that, but it just kind of is what it is. It's, it's tough right now. It's tough. Now, they're, not, they're not the only team struggling on the road or on a road trip. The Boston Celtics, by the skin of their teeth, didn't lose their third straight game last night, yeah. you know, on the road coming out to the West. So life on the road is hard for anybody, no matter if you're the Sacramento Kings or, the, you know, the best team in basketball or, you know, a team trying to find their way. So the what, what needs to happen is you've got to find a way to survive and that's why we talk about a two and four road trip or best case scenario. To me, you know, the best I thought they could possibly do is a three and three road trip. That's still attainable. But even if you don't get that with a loss tonight, you still have an opportunity. Go two and four on a six game and it's that's, fine. that's I, I, okay. I'm gonna point out to you and everyone else who's listening. Friday is not a given win for the Sacramento. No, Kings. it's not. It's not. But I say even if you lose tonight, you still have an opportunity. To come with two and four, you better play a whole lot better than you have the last two nights if you want to beat Detroit. I don't care how, I don't care who Detroit puts out there. You got to play. They're NBA players in NBA uniforms. Yeah, whoever whoever you play in this league, whoever you play in this league, Orlando. We saw that. We saw the beat the hell out of Phoenix. Yeah. So it don't matter who you are. You got to play better basketball. Yeah, that moment got me. Yeah, the little little Willie Green action in the in in in. It got in, dusty in, in the in, in the Barling Barling's compound. House. Yeah, it got a little. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a moment right there. That got me a little bit when I yeah. saw Monty with uh, Coach Silas. That yeah. was that was a moment. Yeah, that that I was like, oh, come on, man! And then it kept it like the it was like it's like two minutes. I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, man! Um, was I, I mentioned a, a, a game earlier that I thought could be a blueprint for when the sh- the three's not falling because we've mm-hmm. expressed the importance of that shot falling. Was the Phoenix game an aberration? Like Phoenix, in, in, in that game versus Phoenix, close game, 32 assists, I think, mm-hmm. nine made threes, which is you know well below your, your standard bearer of 12. Nine of, should have made the note, nine of 25, I think mm-hmm. was the number. But a, 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 a close game, a, a really solid performance from the Kings in that one, but it 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 feels like they haven't had a game replicate that. It, for me personally, that was the exception, not the rule. Mm. Um, for for how they play right now, until they show me otherwise, that's the exception, not the rule. The thing that I will say, the caveat I will say about that game, and it it, it seems really simplistic. They were nine to twenty five that night, by the way. It seems okay. really simplistic, and I, I don't want to make it that simplistic, but it feels that way, is at home they can get away with it. They can play like that. On the road, they have not shown that they can play without the three ball and, and win games against top opponents. They got to have that three ball going. And I, I, th- I think all around, whether at home or on the road, they they need that that three ball to, to to be dropping, but I would give them an opportunity to be able to have a game like Phoenix again at home as opposed to on the road. Okay, well, I, I've I've got I've got a little bit more uh, that we've got to discuss uh, regarding that. Some of it's on the defensive end uh, as well, so we'll uh, dive into that. And I'm I'm anxious for this. 
I've actually been waiting since last night to hear this. I want to hear your thoughts on what the Giants did last mm. night. So we'll get into that. Uh, phone Giants. lines. Phone lines are open uh, for you as well. 916-909-1320. Steelo and Casey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Steelo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Yeah, those uh, to, to carry that over here, ESPN thirteen twenty, <laughs> D'Lo and KC. You know what it is. Told you the conversation yeah, starts man. during the commercial break. Sometimes I think they they those vice behind what is it behind the mat behind the ring. Well, they had a show called Dark Side of Dark the Side ring. of the Ring. But this this show was all, called The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. But they're all cousins, right? It, it, like, oh, for sure, they're all, they're brother and sister. Yeah. Like it's the same. And stuff. they're deep into that, you know, like just like. Um, everything's shady in the rest. Like we're we're gonna give you what they wouldn't tell you, and sometimes it's not that deep. Like sometimes it's not like you mentioned. They talk about what these wrestlers say all the time. Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's just you know Vince was had terrible storylines. You're not it, you. You get what I'm saying? Like no, they do, I, they do a little too there, much. There's there's show. there's a there's a line in it. There's a, a document. It's not a documentary. There's a hit piece, and I, I'm not caping for Vince McMahon whatsoever. Mm. Vince McMahon has his faults, and he is, by all accounts, a disgusting human being. Mm. But like, the way that they did this this show was absurd. Like It, it, it really was ridiculous. The ratings for professional wrestling have fallen like every year for the last 20 years. Mm. Vince McMahon should have never gone global. In 1984, like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you... <laughs> I'm sorry. You had like Bret Hart's brother saying they should have just left it the way it was where Calgary and my dad had their and then then, then the Carolinas had their style and they had their style. Wrestlers were making $20 a night back then. Now, wrestlers who you don't see sign seven figure deals Mm -hmm. and they get paid if they tear their ACL or throw their shoulder out or get hurt. They get paid that seven figures, whereas back in the day, if you didn't work that show at the Golden One Center or the Stockton Arena or the Chase Center, you didn't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. For better or worse, Vince McMahon made the professional wrestling business better, Mm -hmm. significantly better. There are some hiccups along the way, Mm -hmm. some major, major hiccups, but to blame him for, like, everything that's gone wrong in wrestling is just disingenuous. It's goofy. Yeah. It's goofy. So I don't. I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. Don't I'm, watch I'm, it. I'm it's not of, worth it. I'm off it, the, it, the vice things. They they yeah, it was cool. It. They sparked when they started, but now they just garbage. But you know what? I am gonna watch. Um, I was alerted to this last night. I don't know if it was the first night or what, or if I was just off. But I don't think you watched this. Last chance, you was back. Oh, Lance, last chance, you. It's one of the best, I can't say on TV, but it's one of the best reality show things going. They went to basketball last year. They did football for like four years. They went to basketball, East L.A. Community College. Blew it out the water with that episode, with that season. They're back again at East L.A. again. I'm checking that out. That is, Last Chance is, U goes hard. Jesse, you watch Last Chance U? Is that oh, Netflix? Yeah. Where is that? It's on Netflix? Netflix. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. Last okay. chance you go hard. I don't think I've ever, I've seen episodes of it. I don't think I've like watched it, watched the it. The football was great, especially the first. When they went to Ohlone, 
Or no, they didn't go to Ohlone. They went to Laney College in the Bay Area. That one was mm, it was kind of mid. But football was great when they were like in Mississippi and stuff or wherever they were at. And then they left football and said we're going to do basketball. Then they started with a bang. Okay. For basketball. All right. Great I'm with show. It. I want to check it out. Um, we're going to get back to the Kings. Uh, Michigan Wolverines asked, would you like to see this team at a rim protector and another legit score? I'm just going to float that out there in the universe because I want to get, I want to get back to that. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of Kings and 76ers, we got some major mm. uh, breaking news from the world of Major League Baseball. And it, it was just a, 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 a few days ago that you cut a promo on the San Francisco Giants. I did. I did. And, and, and it was I wanna, much deserved. I, 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 I believe that it was, and I want to hear what you have to say, but I want to talk to Sam first. Okay. 916-909-1320. What's happening, Sam? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good Great to hear from you. A, a, a quick side note, I was at the first Royal Rumble when it showed at Memorial Auditorium in black and white. <laughs> to the very first one they ever uh, ever had. Oh, very man. good, very good. <laughs> yeah, That's tremendous. Was, they need to do more stuff. They, at had, the they, had a, they had a full house back then. But anyway, what I was wanted to say was, is, you know, I'm disappointed again this year that it seems like that when one or two of the Kings guards are cold, such as Fox and Herder, that Mitchell, Monk, and Davis they can't step up and make shots, and that has been the same. M.O. for the Kings for the last 20 years. They don't have anybody that can step up when there's two of them are going cold, and I don't understand that. Yeah, you know, and I feel, Sam, and I understand a lot of people who feel the frustrations of that, but I will say it's it's been like two or three games. It's been like two or three games. Like, Fox wasn't killing this last homestand, and Monk yeah. stepped up and balled out you know, that entire homestand, and um, Part you know, of and they've, I, they've had a, the Harrison has played well a couple of times too. I, I think I understand everybody's frustration. But I think I'd give it a little more time before saying stuff like that. Yeah, maybe I elevated Malik too quick, and Malik is in fact an other in the sense that he's one of those guys who's really good at home mm-hmm. and feeds off that that crowd, but he's not. You know, he's he's not on that upper pedestal yeah. where and i and, and I'm, I'm is it uncalled for to think he needs to be on that upper pedestal um because i think malik it, 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 if davion struggles if terrence struggles if you only get one of terrence davion chemezi mm-hmm. in, in, in a particular game malik needs to be malik needs to be hot Probably for the way that this team is playing right now, absolutely. But you would think, like, your starting two guard should already be out. Like, the fact that Malik hasn't been playing well is magnified by the fact that Fox was out for two two games. Davion didn't play particularly well. And when he came back, he didn't play well. And Kevin Herter, like you just mentioned, isn't true. Now it's like, well, damn, we're not getting no scoring from Malik Monk. Well, I mean – He's still your sixth man. Like, he shouldn't have to score 20 a night for you to have an opportunity. Because even in this whole thing, he hasn't shot the ball particularly well. But I think – I don't know what he had last night. The other night, I think he had like 17 or something like that. Like, it was – Malik, Malik – yeah, Malik was you, – you're talking about Malik? Yeah. yeah. He had 16 last night. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's – And he had bow. four assists, so he was getting closer. Right. 
to, you know, where we would see, uh, you know, Monk cooking at the <laughs> Golden One Center. Yeah. But to your point, yeah, right now he's kind of looking like another. And I guess it – well, it, it, that, that, maybe that was too far because in, in defense of Malik, we just mentioned Sabonis' stat line, which was 22-10 and 10 off of eight attention. None of it felt consequential. Nothing the Kings did scoring-wise felt consequential. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit down on – on on Malik's performance last night because it didn't matter, mm, uh, yeah. which isn't entirely his fault. Right. Uh, th- th- there's there's a, there's a million reasons uh, why that game got out of control, and you you can look at uh, the fact that you know we we haven't mentioned his name yet. You know, Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray combined for ten points. Yeah, see, it can't that's, that's can't those can't, guys are starters. Yeah. Like you can't you can't do that. Can't happen, man. Um, you know, on the bench. I mean, there was a lot of guys that played because it ended up being a blowout. But, you know, you look at, like we talked about him, Davion Mitchell. He's got, when you look at Monk going for 16 on 4 of 10, Terrence Davis, 5 of 8, 12 points. That's a that's about fine for those two guys. What you need, as you just mentioned, Keegan and Herter can't combine for 10. And... Davion Mitchell, one of eight, two points. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not going to – even when Davion's not cooking, maybe you get Trey Lyles going. Trey Lyles didn't have much of an impact last night either. So um, the team the team just didn't, didn't, didn't play well. Didn't play well. That's what, that's what it is. I want to go back to that. But real quick, I wanted to ask you, Sam talked about the Royal Rumble at Memorial Auditorium. Um, it, it, boxing and wrestling, I know you talked about uh, – I think Bruce always said they loved – doing stuff at Arco Arena. But boxing and wrestling, at one point, I think they still are, but at one point was massive in Sacramento. Yeah. Massive. It, he, he, mentioned, he mentioned the first Royal Rumble. I don't, I don't think that's the first Royal Rumble as we know it, mm-hmm. but many either wrestling historians or wrestling fans, Sam Age, <laughs> uh, remember that Pat Patterson and I and he uh, just hit Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> he was a a big like he was big in San Francisco, big in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Pat Patterson was actually the the creator, if you will. He created the concept of the Royal Rumble that mm-hmm. Vince actually hated. He thought it sucked. <laughs> Vince didn't like anything that was successful. <laughs> and you know who loved it, and the re- it was the reason they went forward with it was Dick Ebersol. Mm. Dick Ebersol loved the concept. He thought it was amazing, and mm. and that's kind of how the Royal Rumble, the original Royal Rumble, was born, which was on on the USA Network. First winner of the Royal Rumble, by the way, you got it. No, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, <laughs> but they did matches like that. At the Memorial Auditorium, like it, it lived in Pat Patterson's brain as a promoter, as a wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, working in the San Francisco. T- and I think that the, the promoter's name is Roy Shire up and down California. And yet yeah, there's great like old school posters like Pat Patterson versus Bobo Brazil or yeah. Ernie Ladd or something yeah. at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Yeah. I know there was wrestling at the the. Uh, Fox 40 studio. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm, I've heard about that. I don't yeah. remember it, but I've, I've heard a lot about that. I remember hearing a lot about wrestling, and I, I remember somebody also was telling me boxing was really big in Sacramento, which yeah. is surprising they don't – it's just gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gone from a lot of right. places. It's yeah. like Vegas and New York. That's about it. But um, Boxing matches, unless they're TV shows, are now like travel destinations. Yeah. They do a lot of stuff, and I want to check them out one day. They do a lot of stuff at the Doubletree on Arden. Like maybe once every two months, they have like these Friday night fights at, at the Double Tree. 
Okay. I never know when they're happening though. Like you I ain't been to the double tree in a long time, boy. <laughs> oh, that's where every uh, tree. zoot or, suit or was it was a du- five double gold tree. What, what you know about the Radisson though? Oh, I know about the Radisson too. <laughs> and did you, hey. Was it was it work there? Like, would you were you working there? Did they do anything with the Radisson? No, it would be like one offs. <laughs> it wouldn't be regular. Thank God, <laughs> it would be one offs. But it's where. It's where you oh, go. No. You know what I'm thinking of? The Red Lion. The 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 Red Lion. That's on. Uh, is that the the uh, one? Uh, that's the uh, one like, on. Like behind Calex, like uh, yeah, behind Arden Mall. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Lion. Oh. <laughs> that's where. That's where every like every brother in there had at least five <laughs> gold rings on, a zoot suit with a jacket that went down to their knees. Gators, uh, yeah, everyone in there was uh, Bishop Magic Don Juan. <laughs> so we had to do to get in. That was the forty plus crowd, yeah, boy. Yeah, they used to get it in too. I went in there a couple times and last as like twenty two. Oh, like, oh, oh, I was loving your boy. <laughs> Kenny went to Cougar Town that night. <laughs> I was loving your boy, so I got to come oh, back. I believe it. <laughs> You young thing, come here, boy. Oh, well, give it to me, baby. Yeah. I was gonna background. say Rick James. <laughs> Rick James and Sheik's Essentials playing in the background. Y'all, y'all ain't lived through. Y'all ain't lived through nothing unless you live through that. Woo. Lord have mercy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.